Hello and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Colleen and I am joined today by my lovely co-host Tina, as well as some other special guests, Judy and Dana from Mystical Dream Travel, who are going to be sharing with us all, all about their recent Alaska cruise on the Norwegian Bliss. I cannot wait to hear all about it. This is one of my bucket list items. But before we get started, we do like to say a little something about the sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in premium family vacations such as Disney destinations, all the major cruise lines, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, and more. The agents at Mystical Dream Travel will help you from start to finish to plan the perfect family vacation. And the best part is it doesn't cost you anything extra to use their expert travel planning services. So if you're ready to plan your next family vacation, be sure to look up the wonderful agents at Mystical Dream Travel. You can find them at mysticaldreamtravel.com or look them up on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. Good morning, ladies. How are you today? Good morning. It is so wonderful to see you guys, and I am so excited to talk about your Alaska cruise. <laughs> I was following you both very closely on social media and not jealous at all when you were <laughs> eating crab legs and all that good stuff. <laughs> but so I thought that, you know, you both have been on the show before, but it, I thought maybe you want to introduce each yourselves and just say a little something about, about yourselves. Maybe Dana, you want to go first? Hi. Okay. Yes. I've been on a couple of times. So a few times. Nice. A few <laughs> times. one of the agents at Mystical Dream Travel. I've been with the agency now for six years. I live in South Carolina with my husband and two daughters. So, and yeah. I love to travel. <laughs> so glad to have you back. And Judy too. I feel like you were, you were just on not that long ago too. So. Was. I was discussing Cancun. So I went from one climate what? to a very different climate. Yeah, you are all over the world. My name is Judy. I am also one of the agents with Mystical Dream Travel. I've been with the agency now for three years. I live in Pennsylvania with my husband and my daughter and two dogs. And I love travel too. All over, both all over cold destinations, right? <laughs> yes, right. Okay, so let's dive in. I thought we would start by maybe you guys could tell us what the itinerary was for your Alaska cruise. Go ahead, Dana. <laughs> so we had a seven night cruise on Norwegian Bliss out of Seattle. So flew into Seattle the day before. Judy could talk more about that because she, I was later in the evening, so I didn't get to do a ton in Seattle, but we had a sea day at first, and then we hit Juneau, Skagway, sailed through Glacier Bay, 
Ketchikan, Victoria, British Columbia, and then came home. Wow. You guys got to go to a lot of places. Yes. I know it does. It sounds so amazing. So yeah, Judy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Seattle? I have never sailed out of Seattle. What was, what was it like going in there? What's the port like and what you got some time to explore Seattle too? I did. And that was one of our travel tips. When you're cruising somewhere, fly into your port city a day early and take Mm. advantage of getting to spend time in that area. So I went to Seattle. I got in around noon, went to the hotel. It took Dana and I a while to pick a hotel because we wanted something close to the port, but we also wanted something with breakfast included. (laughs) So, So I was able to find something. But I took time and I walked over to the Space Needle. I didn't go up the Space Needle. I could have, I'm not good with heights and I would have been by myself. So I don't know if they'd have been able to get me out of it. I'd probably been like plastered. <laughs> oh no. Inside. But there's a glass museum there and there were a, a lot of art, artsy things around. And then I looked at my phone and my map and I was about a 20 minute walk to Pike Place Market. So I took advantage and I walked down there and I got to see them throwing the fish and I was so excited about them throwing the fish. I didn't get it on video, but (laughs) but it was still really neat to see and all the fresh um, crab legs and the different kinds of fish and the flowers in the market are just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was tulip season. It was just... I, I think I have as many pictures of the flowers as I do of anything else on the trip, but the colors and the styles and people were buying bouquets and they had ideas for weddings and the sounds and the sights. And I went to the original Starbucks. Ooh, I was going to ask you if you had any Starbucks. I did. I went to the original one. Now you're not allowed to take video there. You're allowed to take pictures. And the wait really? time, that's interesting. It is interesting. And the wait time, there's a line outside. It, I think I waited maybe 30 minutes. I didn't think it was that bad. So I stood and waited in line, went in and ordered and bought a couple things from there and had a Starbucks from the original Starbucks. Awesome. So then wow. that was, yeah, it was pretty neat. And then I walked back, waited for Dana to come in. And then she can tell what we did after after she got in. Yeah. Yeah, we just walked around, found some place to eat dinner. And, you know, I got to walk up to the Space Needle. I didn't go because I knew that wasn't really <laughs> Judy's thing, but we got some pictures and, and just walked around. You definitely need to climb some hills in Seattle. So that was, <laughs> that was definitely, you know, getting our walking on before getting on the ship. So, but just, just walked around the evening, grab something to eat and head back to the hotel so that we could get some good rest and get up early and head to the ship the next morning. And it was a super easy, maybe 10 minutes, I would say from our hotel in the port. It was, it was so cool because I'm used to sailing out of Florida port. That's really mm-hmm. the only, I mean, I've, I've done New Jersey, but mostly Florida ports. And it always seems like the ports are kind of away from the main yes. um, towns and cities and things like that. They're off on their own, right? Yeah. Um, this is literally like right in Seattle, like right in town. Oh, wow. You, know, you could walk to the port. You know, we we technically probably could have 
walk to the port if we wanted to. It was, it was cool. It was like that in New Orleans too. It was like the port is like literally just right there and you could walk to it. It was so weird. weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was weird. That's awesome. You guys got to explore Seattle, but, and that's a great tip for our listeners that you, I mean, you should fly in the day before your cruise also, just so you just in case anything happens, (laughs) because the ship is not waiting for you, but it is also cool if you're, especially if your port is somewhere neat, like Seattle, then you can explore it. So that's so fun. Seattle is a really cool town. I mean, it's, I've always there. It's been a very long time since I've been there, but it is very, very cool. I highly recommend it. So Judy, you have to go back and you have to do the underground tours because I think you would love that. Oh, that would be right up your alley. (laughs) Underground tour sounds cool. It is cool. We, I did it. it. It's, it's really interesting. So I highly recommend it. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Right. You have to make a list of the things you, you know, didn't get to the first time. Right. Yeah. Cause I definitely, I mean, there was so much and just the, the, the museums and the, just, just so much to do. I was like, oh man, like, I wish I had an earlier flight mm-hmm. <laughs> that day, but. Wow. So you guys went to a lot of different ports. Was there one that you had that was your favorite port? I know I did. My favorite was Skagway. So it was just the coolest town. It was just amazing. Just old gold mine town. The the sidewalks were like a boardwalk type, like with the boards, you know, like you could stand in the middle of the road and there's like no cars. <laughs> oh, wow. Everywhere. And it just, it was so beautiful and I loved it. So is it a small town, like not a large population or anything? I think they said off season, the population in Skagway, now don't quote me on this, but uh, that is 920 people. Oh, wow. So very it's very, cool. but it's the far, it's the farthest north town on the inside passage. And okay. It was the gateway to the Klondike. And what's so neat about it is it has not been modernized. It still has the old, what do you call them, fake storefronts. And you, you oh, just nice. feel like you're the gold rush people are going to be coming down house. the street. <laughs> That has got to be so interesting for cruise ships to go to these towns mm-hmm. because normally, you know, I'm thinking about like your regular Caribbean itinerary or whatever, like everywhere you stop is kind of like a big bustling touristy place. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that's like. Like, was it kind of crazy? Like all these cruise ship people like taking over the town? Well, we were actually the first cruise ship out for this season and the only cruise ship in any of the ports that we went to. Oh, wow. So our ship's capacity was 4,400 people. And I think we had 2,600 guests on the ship. Yes. So, so the, the, you know, population on our ship was more than the town. Than the town. <laughs> that is so crazy. Mm. What were the people, would the people seem excited to have you there? Like, cause you guys were the first ones in what, a couple of years to be there. Well, we were the first ones for the season. So they did have okay. some ships 
sale, you know, last year, a very short season. Mm -hmm. So we were like a week earlier than they normally sale. So they were just like, it was neat. We're in the shops and we were the first, you know, they had just put the stuff out, you know, Mm -hmm. just training new people and everything. And in the the show, every, I mean, everything was, it was like brand new because these people have not you know, worked since October and there were still some shops still not open because we were the first ship. So it was, it was really cool. That would be where I'm sure the people were like Colleen was saying, we're probably very excited to have tourists back. It sounds like, I think the Alaska season's going to be a lot fuller, you know, and busier than what it has been in the past, you know, even last year. So, I mean, I'm sure they were very generous and very welcoming you know absolutely and the one port even though it wasn't our favorite but it was a Victoria I'm sorry Victoria British Columbia Mm. and it's a Canadian island we were the first tourists in two years to stop there and they were super excited and and Dana and I did an excursion there and the bus driver was like, I'm so thankful you're here. I have my job back. You know, he did different things in the meantime, but this is what he loves to do. And he Mm -hmm. loves the tourists. And to me, it was kind of humbling to realize that these people hadn't had anybody for two years. And that's their, when you look at their economics, their biggest producer is IT and then second is tourism. And you figure for two years, I almost was teary eyed over that when he was talking about. Right. I think there, when you travel now, and we all have traveled even throughout the last couple of years, I think there's a new appreciation for these destinations that rely on tourism for their Mm -hmm. business of the tourists coming. I think they're so appreciative. And then as a tourist, or, you know, it just makes you feel very welcomed and excited to be there so yeah because there was a lot of new like on our excursions there were a lot of people that were either new or hadn't done it in years Mm -hmm. and you know so it was always oh this is you know my first time or or you know you guys sorry I'm a little rusty it's been (laughs) I mean but it was it was really amazing it was really so awesome You guys did a few different excursions. So did you have a favorite excursion that you did? Yeah, Judy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, it's tough. It is very tough. I, well, in Skagway, we did the White Pass Railway, which goes from the Yukon, from Skagway up to Canada. Mm-hmm. And when we got to Skagway, it was raining. And when we got on the train and we started going up because it goes up into the mountains, it it changed to snow and it was, it was beautiful. It, wow. it was so neat because there were people on the train that had never seen snow. There were people on the train that hadn't seen snow for a very long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just so exciting. And they did discount the excursion because you couldn't take the full train ride. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, but it was just, the scenery was beautiful and just, 
just to realize that when they built this these train tracks, they started in Skagway, and then there was a group that started in Canada, and they built the track, and it had to meet in the middle. So the way, you know, and they don't have the technology that we have today, and computers, and, you know, different programs. This, this was all done, and it worked out. I mean, it met right where it needed to meet. Wow. Um, but I also, I love the whale quest that we did in Juneau because I love animals. And we saw sea otters and whales and sea lions. And we went to the Mendenhall Glacier. So those were my top three. I think one. <laughs> those are your top three. Okay. And, and, top three. And, top three excursions. And yeah. I think I, those were my top ones. You know, hard to pick. I loved the the railway it was amazing i wish we could have gone further but just because we were so early in the season the the mm -hmm. weather conditions didn't allow for it but it was unbelievable i mean just the site i just there are no words and pictures do not do it justice mm -hmm. so and it was just very cool to be on the train and going and you know at some points you look out and you're like whoa that's a long way down you know oh, no. yeah <laughs> you're up in the mountains and it was it was just gorgeous um but being walking to walking to nugget falls and seeing the mendenhall glacier like mm -hmm. basically as close as you could get was was awesome and you know the well quest was also amazing you just have to um you know survive the elements with that one because it was really <laughs> so would you say that on alaska like i've i've never done an alaska cruise and mostly i've just done caribbean right right and like on caribbean cruises it's like, ah, you could get off the ship and you don't book, you don't have to book an excursion through the cruise line or, you know, like you could just wander around and do your own thing. But I feel like maybe in Alaska, it would be different. Like in Alaska, you really want to do an excursion. Would you say that is true? I think so. Cause again, like you said, this is like a bucket list trip. I mean, really how many times do you go on an Alaskan cruise? Mm. <laughs> so you definitely want to see those sites. And yeah, the towns are, are cool, especially Skagway. Like we, I mean, it's super small, but we could have walked around and, you know, but you want to go in and you want to see the, the, the scenery and see the history. And I just think that's so important. Whereas a lot of times when you go to the Caribbean, yeah, especially, you know, I mean, how many times could you really go to Nassau? I mean, I've been there, I feel like a gajillion times. I don't even do an excursion there anymore. It's just like walk around. Whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. I you know, been there, done that. So this was just, you definitely want to, and, and there are a lot of options, you know, to choose from. So I and, think too, things that you would see when you would go different times of the year would change. For example, when we went to Ketchikan, we did a rainforest excursion mm. and everything was just starting to bloom and it was beautiful. But they said, if you go later in the year, when the salmon are spawning, the salmon swim upstream and the bears come out and go after. So it was beautiful to see it now, but if we go back, when, when I go back again, because I'm going back. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go back again. But 
you would if you would go later in the season you would see more wildlife and mm. it, it, it's more and then if you go later in the season it, it would still be different so I think this is another destination that you could go different times of the year mm. and it would be different every time you go mm-hmm. yeah Ooh, you have to pick which time of the year would be best to start out with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now is there was one like destination you went to that wasn't a port that you actually got to get off of the ship. What was that like? Go ahead, Judy. (laughs) Glacier Bay Bay National Park in you go into Glacier Bay and there are different types of glaciers on the way in. And as you enter, uh, park rangers actually get onto the ship. Oh, cool. They, it's very neat. And they talk about, they're coming over the loudspeaker and explaining different things. I think there's tidal, tidal glaciers and different ones. And the boat goes into the bay and it just so slowly circles around. And there is a huge glacier. And, uh, and I, I don't even, I don't remember the name of it. I apologize. But as you're going up to it, glaciers move. They're moving and constantly changing. And they do something that's called calving. And it you'll hear sounds like cannon fire or gunfire and, and a like bunch of pops. Or- Yeah, yeah, it's really loud and really weird. And then big pieces of the glacier actually break off and splash down into the water. Oh, wow. So we were able to see a little bit of it. It's kind of scary. It's kind of neat. Well, and when you look at a glacier and you think about it, you really only see the tip of it and you don't realize how um, long they actually are, how far they go down into the water. But, no, I'm like I'm getting visions of the Titanic. Not an iceberg. And they in the pieces, <laughs> I have a quick video of one. They'll roll, so they'll even change as you know, some of it melts off in the water, they'll roll and and change their position in the water. And and it's just so neat because as we're going up in there and you see pieces of the glacier going past the ship. They're shades of blue, they're white, oh, wow. they're black. And it, it's just, I, I, I'm i going to show my age here. There was a photographer, an artist when I was younger. His name was Ansel Adams. And he did. I love in, Ansel Adams. And he did things in black and white. Yes. And some of my photos made me think of Ansel Adams' artwork because it, it comes out black and white. And it's just, it's not touched up. It's not. It, and then a piece of the blue glacier would be floating by. So you have this black and white scenery in the background in this light blue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. wow. I mean, that it sounds amazing. It, it's and, beautiful. And you're out on the deck and like, we're out on the deck to, to see as close as we could get to the glaciers. They're walking around, passing out blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get hot cocoa. You know, it was, everybody's sitting out there. Just, it, it was just the coolest thing. Just that's that's just, cool. It's so funny to think about that. When you think of cruising, you usually think like Caribbean and it's hot and you have your margarita and there's like a pool party going on. <laughs> You're having blankets and hot cocoa mm-hmm. and looking at glaciers. I love it. Yes. Yes. It's definitely, it was- I think, a place you need to take a very good camera. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Or some amazing photos. Absolutely. And I'm I not wish I would have had a good camera with yeah. me. But... <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that I still is don't even so know cool. like, if a good camera would do it justice. Like I'm just... sure it wouldn't. Yeah. Right. You know, it's I hard mean... to capture something that just really needs to be experienced in person. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And that's a great way to put it, Colleen. That's, that's. <laughs> Did you Fabulous. see a lot of wildlife? Was there wildlife in the Glacier National Park area? Or even while you were cruising, like, did you ever see, did they ever say like there were whales outside or something? We saw sea otters. So they just, it just looks funny since they're like floating on their backs or whatever. Mm. You just see like their pointy little faces. And there were some people that said that they saw whales from their balcony I did not see any well on the ship other than like the well excursion that we went on I have to just be in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. to catch them right right and I mean we were plastered to the window as much as we possibly could be uh, you know it's like you're staring out and you're looking and is there anything <laughs> and, you know so I would make the mistake I would get up early and I'd push the curtain back on the balcony and then I couldn't go back to sleep because I'm watching all the scenery go by and the sun right. come up and, and, and Dana's like, are you ever going to sleep? I'm like, I don't want to miss one minute <laughs> of this trip. I just, it's, I think it's she just... might've got three hours of sleep a night just because. Listen, wow. Dana, it's like when we go to Disney, you know, you can sleep when you get back. <laughs> exactly. I, I know, but it was, I mean, like <laughs> middle of the night. I was like, what are you doing, woman? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, why don't we shift gears and actually talk about the ship? Because right. I'm really interested to learn more about the Norwegian Bliss and what kind of like features did the ship have that made it good for an Alaska cruise? I know I saw a couple pictures you guys posted that I thought, ooh, that's a really neat feature that they have. Yeah. So the observation lounge is, I think the number one feature that makes this ship in particular great for Alaska. So the observation lounge was on deck 15 and it was literally, it was at the front of the ship and it was floor to ceiling windows, you know, at, no walls, just floor to ceiling windows where you could go in, sit there. There was a bar, there was snacks, there was, and you could stay warm. And at the same time, look at all the beautiful scenery without any obstructions so wow sounds like yeah. a place you just want to go hang out like the whole time mm -hmm. you just want to hang out there and there's lounge drinks, warm <laughs> and there's lounge chairs so you could you know lay back and just enjoy yeah. the view and then there would be sections together with where you could have a small group I would go walk through there just to I like to people watch and there'd be people <laughs> in there playing cards and with board games and those spending time there because you could do those things and still take in the scenery. Mm -hmm. it's, it's spectacular. And I really liked, and, and it, this doesn't make it good for Alaska, but made it fun. There is a go-kart track on the oh, yes. list. This is and one it, with the go-kart track on it? Yeah, and it's yeah. a two-story. How it's, cool it's to do that with the like background of like Alaska. That's crazy. Yeah, it was yeah and that is an additional fee. It's not part of the cruise and we were, but we were able to book it and get time on it. Um, yeah, right it wasn't too hard to get, yeah. to get a and, time. And what's neat is I don't, 
I hadn't been on a cruise ship for a while, but there were touch screens all throughout the ship. Yeah. And if you didn't want to wait in line at the excursion desk or down at guest services, you could use these touch screens and pick times to go to see shows if shows had, they're still doing limited seating on some things, but we were able to make our go-kart reservations using the touch screen on right outside our, our cabin, our stateroom. Oh, oh that's really cool. Those are great for people that don't want to purchase the Wi-Fi package. Yeah. So, because there is, you do use your Norwegian app to schedule your shows and mm. your specialty dining and things like that. And some people are disconnected, don't want to touch their phone the whole time they're there, don't want to pay for the Wi-Fi package. So those screens make it so that you could do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also do it from your TV in your, in your mm. stateroom, but honestly, the touch screens were so much easier than, than even, you know. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So, so who won the go-kart race? (laughs) You couldn't pass. Oh no. I mean, there were only a couple couple places where you could pass and there were other people in our, our time on that did not understand the concept of slow cars stay to the right. We know Dana's very competitive. It's very competitive and she would have kicked my butt. So I'll just leave it at that. Whenever you ride a go-kart, you don't take your foot off the gas, people. Come on, let's how, move. How, right? How it's fast like is the one. Yeah. How fast? They don't go as fast yeah. as, okay. as like on land, you know. Okay. Well, I'm sure they don't want anybody flying off and going <laughs> to the ocean. You know? well, I was wondering, they, do they tell you the speed limit? Like, do you know the speed limit of them? Well, what was really cool is now number one, they do not go as fast okay. as go-karts that I ride, you know, yeah, yeah. on land. But um they are like remote controlled or something because there was a time where someone must have hit a wall or spun out or something, which I don't know because you're really not like, I don't know, just a bad driver, I guess, but that they needed to go and fix them. And you know how normally, like whenever you're riding go-karts on land, the the, the guy runs out and turns yes. them around and stuff. They actually stopped all of our go-karts. Like, so oh, with wow. the push of a button, we all stopped and I'm thinking, why am I stopped? Like I'm pushing my gas, like, oh my God, I can't work anymore. And, and here, then I saw somebody run out and, you know, must have picked somebody and then we started again. And then whenever, you know, we had the, the checkered flag and you're coming in, they like turn it down to where even if you have the pedal to the metal, yeah. it's not going fast, you know, so. That's so funny. It, okay. it's, it's huh. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, they can control. They control the speed. Right. But well, and here is another very cool feature: deck twenty laser tag. Oh, laser tag! Fun. Did you do it? No, I didn't. There was so there was so much. I think I need to go on another Norwegian Bliss cruise because there's so much to do. (laughs) I ain't get to do it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big ship. It's a pretty big ship. Yeah, so. it was very. Yeah, I was thinking like with a cruise itinerary like that, and you have all those ports, and plus you just want to go to the observation deck and like stare at the beautiful scenery. <laughs> How much like activities are you really doing, you know, on the ship? Even though they have all these amazing things right. going on, and they had so Norwegian has uh, Broadway shows. 
So mm -hmm. they are actually the same Broadway shows, the same, I don't know what you call it, like the exact same show as you, yeah, you see, see on, on Broadway. Broadway yeah. Um, oh, wow. said, like the runtime's technically 10 minutes. This one was like 10 minutes less than mm -hmm. what you would see on Broadway and there's no intermission. But other than that, it is the same thing. And we saw Jersey Boys. How <gasps> amazing. It was amazing. It was so good. It was mm -hmm. so good. Awesome. What other entertainment did you guys get to have? We saw The Company Men. Yes. Which, uh, it, it, and I'm going to say it wrong, mash up. Yes, yeah, mashup. Mashup singers, so they would combine songs, which was very interesting. Like um, cool songs from 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, you know, like they just put them all together and harmonized and, and they were very good. No, nice, nice. Very good. That's awesome. Love so, uh, you know, my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> food, food is the food. So first I want to talk about what food you got to eat, like in Alaska, like at the ports and stuff. I know, I know one thing that you guys got to eat that I'm super jealous about, but what, what was some of the great food that you got to try, um, in the ports? Well, Alaska and my first one was in 2016. And when I went into Juneau, there was this little shack right on the waterfront and it was called Tracy's King Crab Legs. And all I talked about as soon as I knew I was getting to go was going to Juno and getting crab legs from Tracy's. And I kept checking them online and it, it's closed, it's closed. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to get there. Well, Dana and I walked past, we were on our way back to the ship and I was like, oh, there's lights Light on. <laughs> So we went in and we ordered a pound of king crab legs and they were, but they were so nice. They're like, oh, we're going to close. But if you order now, you know, we'll make it, we'll have it for you. So we ordered, it, it came with garlic bread. I think the crab legs we had, we each had a, a soda and then there were other people in there eating and they left and the lady came over, the other people had ordered an apple of the crab cakes and the people would laugh they were like here here's some crab cakes so <laughs> but these crab legs it was it was I can't get it on screen it was like the <laughs> size of my like whole body I mean oh these were ginormous I saw the pictures and they looked amazing and they were it, delicious it, I bet they were I love king crab I haven't had it in forever either because it is so dang expensive here in the States. <laughs> yeah. we, we splurged. We, oh, did. we, we definitely did. And we <laughs> like, split a pound. We we, split yeah. a pound. I know you, you said a pound. Like, I'm like, a pound is not enough. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Um, it's a lot. The price tag on the pound. Was I know that it's, it's really pricey right now, but oh my gosh, it is so good. Oh, I'm so excited that they were, oh, it was like, just serendipitous like this. It, it was beautiful mm -hmm. pixie dust moment you had there it, that they have <laughs> and I but I think that's you know well, we didn't need anything in Skagway no, no salmon oh I did have on our whale watching on our whale quest they passed around a cracker with salmon on it oh. um some I don't know some, oh, some, some salmon 
Yeah, it was, I mean, smoked salmon, smoked salmon. Smoked salmon, yeah. yeah. That's Bill's and, favorite. Um, I bet it was good. I, it was delicious. I mean. I think it's a little too early for this running of the salmon. I think that happens in a couple of weeks. But when I've been to Alaska before during the running of the salmon, <sighs> best salmon I've ever had my whole life. Yeah, it was good. I'm not really. I would want to time my Alaska cruise with that. Like, because I want to have the salmon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really like I don't really eat salmon much. I don't know. I've just never, but it was like a love or hate thing, I think. We have it every week in our house. Really? Yes, we love salmon here. It is so good. It's different. It's just, it's so fresh Mm. and delicious in Alaska. It's amazing. So how about on the Norwegian Bliss? What kind of food did you guys have on there? Was there anything different or special because you were on Alaska itinerary, or is it? pretty much um, the same sort of restaurants that are on the, the Norwegian same. ships. It was, you know, the, so Norwegian has a lot more of the, the specialty dining. And whenever you have your free at sea offers, you get those free specialty dining. So mm-hmm. I know typically myself on other cruise lines, I don't splurge and do the specialty dinings because I'm completely satisfied mm-hmm. with main dining because the food uh, to me is still good you know but with it being like a free at sea offer and we had two specialty dinings in the one my favorite that we did this time was the Italian restaurant La Cucina mm. uh, very good food very good you know I was not as impressed with our other one. We had, we went to Ocean Blue and I had the most amazing crab cake for an appetizer. So it was awesome. But then we had filet there, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we had filet. And I don't know, I I just, to me, it was, eh, I wasn't Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. impressed with it. But One, one night on the ship, I did a seafood buffet and the, but we missed that because we had uh, been on a group that we were with. So we did miss that. And we even contemplated going back up there later. But we had our show that night, too. So yeah. we didn't go. Up it. But I wouldn't like it. sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, we were disappointed because yeah. there was like everything was all on that one night. <laughs> no. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, now judy you celebrated your birthday on the ship right i did and And i think this is so funny because dana went on a cruise with courtney and celebrated her birthday i'm like what is this we got to go on a cruise with dana for our birthday hey dana my birthday's at the end of this month so where are we going (laughs) i don't know if i can swing this month maybe next year (laughs) i think we need to work something where we celebrate dana's birthday somewhere too oh yes Right, exactly. Everybody's birthday. Yeah, and I have a food allergy, as a a lot of people know. So sometimes it can be very difficult dining out. It's I have celiac disease, so I'm very sensitive to anything with gluten. And the one day, and I think because we were the first ship out again for the season, there was a little confusion over a main course for me for lunch. So I said to Dana, "Well, I'm going to go." down that was the night we were going to La Cucina and I said well I'm going to go down and talk to somebody there and because a lot of times they like to know ahead of time what you Mm -hmm. want especially when you're as sensitive as I am to gluten so I walked down nobody was in there at first so I looked around on the deck I was on and then I went back and a gentleman came out he said can I help you and I explained that you know I wanted to order my pre-order my dinner for that night he handed me his card and he said, anything you need, you reach out to me. 
And I said, oh, okay, great, thank you. So we played, you know, we figured out what I wanted. He goes, come with me. Where are we going? He goes, we're going upstairs. And he said, we're going to get you lunch. And I was like, oh, no. I said, I had an appetizer and had a salad. He goes, no, no, I'm going to get you something for lunch. So he walked me up and I, we went to the local. The local, yeah, I was going to say, I knew it wasn't taste or savor. And he was going to seat me at a table by myself. And I said, well, my friends are in savor. Do you mind if, if I just order something and it, you have it sent to the room? He goes, oh, not a problem. He goes, you have my card. If you need anything, you call. I said, absolutely, I'll do that. And it was the next day, Dana and I were in the stateroom and the phone rang and, and it was the maitre d' office. And they said, is everything okay? Are you getting everything you want? do you have enough to eat? I said, no, no, I'm fine. And I mentioned Umberto, Umberto Vaz, if you're ever on Norwegian Bliss. And I said, <laughs> he has, you know, helped me. He got me what I needed for dinner. And the guy went, oh, well, that's my boss. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and it seemed every meal that we went to. We saw Umberto. <laughs> we saw Umberto and he would come over and he would come talk to us. Then he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting. We're like, no, no, you're fine. And he would help me order. Well, Friday was my birthday and, and it was early. We were still in our pajamas and there's a knock at the stateroom door and I put a robe on, I peek out and there's a gentleman all in white and he has a tray with a white box and plates and napkins. I open it and he goes, I have this for Miss Judy. And I said, well, that's me. He goes, happy birthday. This is from the maitre d'. And it was a flourless chocolate cake decorated in white chocolate with my name happy birthday judy on it and all these beautiful chocolate fancy it was it was so nice and he just he is very sincere about his job and what he does and mm. taking care of the people on the ship and i was spoiled i mean <laughs> That's wow. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, That's so amazing, amazing though. We were at our group dinner the night before my birthday and I would struggle a little bit with the menu and there's a woman that Dana had met before and she was on this cruise with us and she goes, oh, there's Umberto. So she puts her hand up. She goes, Umberto, Umberto, Judy needs help with the <laughs> <laughs> So he, he comes over and he, I mean, he was amazing. And yeah. When I mean, you have a, a food allergy and a concern, yeah, it's really nice that they have somebody so willing to, to assist. Yeah, that's nice. That yeah. is amazing. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Judy. Yeah. Another pixie dust moment. Another pixie dust. So many pixie dust moments on this cruise. Okay. So I wanted, I was hoping that maybe you guys had some tips for our listeners because I'm sure that an Alaska cruise is obviously very different than maybe like your Caribbean cruise that most people are used to. So what, first of all, what kind of packing tips? Cause I'm sure the packing list is a little different yes. when you go to Alaska. Well, I am an overpacker no matter where I go, but then whenever you're packing boots instead of sandals, that just really, know. you know, doesn't jive. <laughs> so I did buy the, the, the packing bags that, you know, like the, the sealed where you suck the air out of them. Mm -hmm. And those worked great. I yeah. totally overpacked. Layers is key, but one of the biggest things is is rain gear because you are, whenever we were there, you are in the largest temperate rainforest in the world. 
Wow. So it rains like some crazy, like over 70% of the time, at least, you know, a little bit. So I had my heavy jacket, but then I also had like a rain jacket that I was able to put over top of that as, you know, just to keep me dry. And I had like a, a bag that was waterproof and, you know, that's so important uh, because you, it, it's going to rain almost every day. Yeah. You're there, <laughs> so. Right. Wow. That's crazy. What were the temperatures like? Like how cold did it get? It wasn't terribly cold. I'd say in the thirties, forties, fifties. One day we were in the one day we didn't even need our jackets. Yeah. Oh wow, nice. So oh, that's yeah. nice. It's just it, whenever it, that cold rain hits you. That's <laughs> right. I'm sure that can chill mm-hmm. you right down to the bone. And and I bet it gets a little warmer. Obviously, as the season goes on, it'll yeah. get warmer there. Not yeah. ever like hot like you're cool. in the Caribbean, but. <laughs> Do you have a recommendation on when in the season you should go? Because you actually went very early um, in the season. So I think we chatted a little bit and you had a recommendation of when is maybe the, a better time to go. I would say July. July. Yeah, I, I think like end of May through June, July is the best. You know, we were at the very end of April. So like Judy mentioned, our excursion in, in Skagway, we couldn't complete the entire thing just due to weather conditions. Mm-hmm. So um, the further you go into the summer, uh, you know, the more opportunity with the excursions, then you'd get to see the salmon, things like that. And just Mm -hmm. overall, just in general, the weather, not as cold, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't terrible. There's a picture of me sitting on the balcony. I looked like an Eskimo, but that was me being dramatic too. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're from the stock. You're not used to that cold weather anymore. No, I know. Listen, I lived in New England for 34 years. I never got used to that cold weather. <laughs> you know, it's, you yeah. have to acclimate. We're at least acclimated to it. You know, you're, you're, you guys are much more prepared to go to someplace mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, than Zayn mm-hmm. and I, I think for sure. Yeah, it, it dips below like, 50 and I'm like, oh no, I don't want no bueno. I don't want to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like t-shirt weather, 60s. Yeah. We're getting in the pool. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Don't forget your binoculars. binoculars. Yes, and a good camera, as we already discussed, too. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you have a good camera. Binoculars, that's a great tip because I'm sure there's a lot of great things to see, like from your balcony. I would think a balcony stateroom would be a must. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, having your morning coffee and watching go by and a little sea otters float. Yeah. It's a must. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have to go book my Alaska cruise now. Uh, Well, thank you ladies for coming on and sharing your experience on the uh, Norwegian Bliss Alaskan cruise. It sounded amazing. And I definitely have moved that up my bucket list. (laughs) And for our listeners, if you are interested in learning more, about Alaska cruises, definitely make sure you look up Judy and Dana at Mystical Dream Travel because they just came back and they're full of all kinds of good tips. And until next time, we hope all of your travels are magical. 